0: Okay, so please give it up again for Hunter Moffett. So, first for starters, I mean, you can jump into whatever you want. By the way, if you have any questions, look at me. They always try to steal <laughs> the questions, but I don't want them. So, My first question: um, is
1: Why are all the girls on this side and boys on that side. <laughs> Very good observation.
0: There's literally a hard line. Usually that's not the case. Usually, usually Gina's know, is over there. Uh, no, let so, uh, but So Hunter has a has a connection with you automatically. He already has something in common with you. What is that?
1: I went to SCCC. So did you graduate from here? Uh, I went here for one year, uh, 2008 to 2009. I did get my uh, associate's degree. Okay, what was your name? degree. Um, it was actually in uh, business okay uh,
0: so, and it, so tell me a little bit about just growing you know your, your have you started other businesses before trophy case is this your first startup did you have a lemonade stand or is there a family gene
1: in there that is entrepreneurial uh, so before trophy case I, uh, I worked to various you know different jobs uh, really in sales and marketing um, during college and Started working when I was 15 at Praise Chopper. Then I worked at uh, landscaping company. Um, when I went into when I was getting my MBA, I started doing uh, door-to-door sales um, for AT&T, which uh, similar to um, you know what you'd sell from like Time Warner Cable. My son did that. It was AT&T and Dish. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So I was doing that out in Connecticut. Um, I wanted to get a as I was getting my MBA, I, I wanted to get some more business experience. Um, so I started uh, with with AT&T. I eventually went to uh, um, I left there. I went to um, Paychex, which is a payroll company um, where I was selling payroll to small businesses. Um, and when I was at Paychex, um, actually, my wife and I got married, and uh, we had... What department was she in? Um, she, my, my wife, uh, she was at GE at the time.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you said you met at Paychex. Oh, no.
1: So, so uh, um, she was at General Electric at the time, yeah. and um, you know, we had some of our own personal savings and you know, we wanted to invest it. Um, so we started a land development company, um, which basically means um, we, we found pieces of land and we, uh, we would build houses. Um, wow. so, um, and then also, um, so we've done a mixture of various projects. Um, we work with a um, you know, general contractor that helps us out with the majority of the actual building, um, but we uh, provided capital and also do as much as we can to help the project. My wife is currently in real estate, um, so she does actually a little bit more than <coughs> more than me on the land development side of things. But uh, uh, today, how many homes have you? Had? So today we've built um, we've built two houses. We built the duplex, and we have built the eight-unit apartment complex. Wow, um, are there good margins in that? Yes, yeah. So uh, <coughs> as far as you know, what we we wanted to, we went into it, that industry with the intent to um, flip houses, as you see that. Mm-hmm. Um, from our experience, you know, just to, to risk um, the money or something like that, mm-hmm. um, it's, you gotta find the right opportunity. So, you know, right location, very low, minimal. Um, you know, minimize your risk as much as you can um, with the flip to make sure you can get the margin to, you know, be successful and ultimately make a profit. Um, land itself is scarce, um, but um, we were able to find, you uh, you know the lots to be able to and that's part of what's uh, real estate um and she's always keeping her eyes open for that so uh, we have sold all the properties except for the eight unit apartment complex which we uh manage and
0: that's a uh, passive income kind of thing. not passive yeah. but your yeah. yeah income. Yep. so um did 18t do you think knocking on door did you get a lot of did every so, door you mm-hmm. knock on say yes i want to buy it thanks so much for coming by or did you get a lot of no's
1: yeah so uh (laughs) as you can imagine i was in connecticut too which fairfield county which is one of the most wealthiest uh counties outside of new york city and then in the whole country um so i got about 99.9 percent rejection um (laughs) on a a daily basis so um but the way that you know the way that it's set up and we often refer to it as the law of averages so just keep knocking on those doors, and uh, you know, eventually, um, no matter how good or bad you are at talking or at sales, you're eventually going to find someone that's going to buy it. So,
0: and also, you probably got better at your pitch too.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, as as the time, you know, as I was there for longer and longer, more experience, um, you have about ten seconds that someone actually doesn't slam the door in your face, <laughs> and then after that, you have about twenty seconds to say if they actually are interested in what you're doing. Um, I got to the point where I was consistently doing two to three sales a day within a few hours and uh, wow. um, it was it was a hundred percent commission job um, actually you know my, my experience um, at AT&T it was really uh, invaluable because during that time <laughs> I was getting my MBA so um, like I said I wanted to learn some more business experience I didn't know exactly it was gonna be going door to door but um, You know, really what it taught me was uh, so the way that the management program was set up is we'd have two hours uh, in the morning that we'd go into the office setting, uh, public speaking, uh, actually doing interviews, um, practicing learning business uh, components. Then we go out, go door to door, we come back and we report out on our success. So, you know, the people that did sales got to come up and there's kind of like an award ceremony. Um, And then eventually, it was highly sales-driven, so all of that was tracked. Um, but you know, from from the basic uh, you know components and real life experience, um, that really helped me to excel during my MBA. Uh, whereas you know, just having that real life experience, uh, you know, granted you know, going to class and um, lessons and different uh, classes that we had, um, MBA was actually my first uh, real drive to entrepreneurship because oh, yeah. I got. A, I got my MBA in Business Management, but um, the minor in Entrepreneurship, that was oh, my really? focus. Where did so, you go to school? Uh, University of Bridgeport in Connecticut is where I went after SCCC.
0: So you did feel properly trained by SUNY Schenectady oh. to yeah. go on, on with like your it. career. SUNY Schenectady, yeah. I like oh, that. Got what degree at
1: Bridgeport? Uh, Bridgeport, so I got a undergrad degree in Business Marketing. And then I got my MBA in Business Management with a, what do they call the focus? in. Uh, Minor, so call it um, entrepreneurship.
0: So, tell me a little bit about Trophy Case. That, now, so this other than the land, um, what do you call that again? A land development business? Is that what you call
1: yeah, that's it? just yeah.
0: Um, you, the other startup that you have is the uh, Trophy Case. Yes. And um, so, one thing. By the way, I
1: have a question for you. So, I, I, do you plan for failure? I mean, it's. It's something that's inevitable, I feel like. Uh, like I said, I had a quite the experience going door to door. But um, you know, I would just say, failure and rejection. And if you guys haven't learned this already, is a pretty high percentage of, of life and anything you do. Um, I think it's more about you know how you, you overcome that obstacle. And you know if just the way you perceive that.
0: That's great. So then Isabel touched on that, and I think both uh, Danielle and Isabel touched on that a little bit, and you've heard that in this class. So the reason why I asked you that a question... a quick story
1: on that. Oh, please. It's actually from door to door because, no, was, I don't know, maybe my 40th door I knocked on. Some guy opened it real quick, and he's like, go down to the end of the street and look at the sign. And, he, and I was like, okay, whatever. So he <laughs> slammed the door, I was walking, and it was a couple houses away, and it said stop. So I mean I, yeah, I assumed it was, I was like oh great what I was like you know, I, I really wanted to go back but that was you know there's so many people that um, I was like great you thought it was like a yeah, yeah I a thought special. it was like an actual sign like for the neighborhood and I was like. Oh, this guy's
0: talking about the stop sign. <laughs> so, he probably was in his window yeah. looking yeah. and laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, kids, come yeah. here and watch this. That's hilarious. Oh, that's well, incredible. That's a good one, though. I like yeah. that.
1: But no, I mean that's. You know, well, I guess my...
0: about rejection. I mean, it's and that's what I want them to hear, and I've heard that kind of consistently. That, um, and it's what it's the person that stays down versus the person that kind of dusts themselves off, get back up, try it again. That I think makes the
1: difference. Um, Okay. As long as you learn from it, I think you know it's. Uh, well, that's what I mean.
0: There's no bad experiences, you know. I mean, that's what I think Isabel touched on that as well. You know, that that's a, you know, you, you learn from these things. You know, we're all students. So tell me about trophy case. So um, where you know where did you get the idea? Um, how many uh, times have you had to continue to push through rejection in this business?
1: Yeah, definitely. So and yesterday
0: he pitched. Just so I mean, last week he pitched at the Biz Lab before um, potential investors. So he gave him about an hour-long pitch, maybe a 45-minute pitch, and trying to, you know, encourage them to invest in the company and, you know. Was it nine twenty
1: miles an hour? uh nah, probably 100. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. Tell me a little bit about Trophy Case. It went fast. How you got, how you got um, the idea
0: and um, why it's needed. And...
1: Yeah, definitely. So I know you guys saw a quick video, um, but, um, as I said, I've played sports my whole life. Um, this idea. Pretty much came in my vision you know shortly after my MBA and entrepreneur <laughs> entrepreneurial school I went to um, but uh, really you know how it started was uh, with all the vast social media and technology out there you know whether it's Facebook or Instagram and the uh, many social platforms uh, you know people taking pictures of their dogs their food basically anything they're doing on a daily basis um, you know I thought about my uh, my journey as an athlete and um, you know, also as I still compete in certain sports and um, still competitive, I, go, I, I thought, why isn't there a better platform uh, for athletes where they can show their statistics, also their social and multimedia um, features, and then you know, really just their progression to help them grow. Um, so really how we see Trophy Case is it's a digital scrapbook or uh, player's card. Uh, for an athlete to you know track really their social and, and uh, statistical needs, um, the reason um, <clears throat> and you know that that's really how it started. Uh, first, it
0: was basically that something you would have liked yourself.
1: Yes, and that's. We talk a lot
0: about it when you start a business. A lot of times it's because it solves a pain of some sort. Where well, your pain, I guess so to speak, would be like, I wish I had this when I was in high school and college when I was playing.
1: Yep. So yeah. So the first thing is, I wish I had it since a young age, so I could go back. You know, I mean, in little league, I. Um, we won the state championship, and then when we were 12 years old. We played against the guy Daniel Monte, who was 17 years old. Um, so, you know, there's many of stories that I could have tracked. In high school, I played baseball, football, basketball, um, and then eventually earned a scholarship for baseball and football. Um, so, you know, ultimately, it could have been something that I could have used throughout my career for more exposure, um, but also just from a, a historical standpoint to track it. Um, given today's technology and you know all the links and Media that's out there have been something great to look look back upon, um, but also I see it, um, you know, as for now, um, where I still I still do CrossFit, I still play golf, um, and I guess where I'm going with it is most you know athletes are, are still competitive, um, just as they're as as they get older and their age changes <coughs> and level, um, it just changes to different sports. Um, ultimately, a high, shuffleboard. <laughs> and, yeah. Exactly.
0: Kind I of add that on exactly. there. we, uh, Bowling? Is that you? Bowl? No, I'm not a bowler. So. <laughs> shuffleboard. Going back to shuffleboard. No, <laughs> so, church um, softball. We could use that. The guys in church softball take their softball. stats very seriously.
1: Exactly. So, um, so, so we see, uh, and really with, my, and with the vision, so I see many of uh, things that could have helped me in my past, but also where I could still be using it now. Um, and whether, you know, I, I have a nine-month-old daughter, so someday I might become a coach. Um, where that could be a helpful platform for me, Um, but then also, um, you know, ultimately as being a fan, um, so be able to find athletes or research my high school or college, just to find all of that data and information, um, even down to a player's level, um, at a very, with a very easy platform.
0: So question for you, and I'll see if anybody's got some questions and just catch my eye. so I talk a lot about in this class about you can get you can talk to five different people, very smart business people, advisors. You have a lot of good advice. Tell them some of your advisors you have. Yeah, so I don't have. know
1: how familiar you guys are with sports, but uh, Ron Jaworski, he's one of our partners. He was NFL quarterback, played for the Eagles. Um, he's currently the chairman of the Arena Football League, and uh, if you see a picture of him and you've ever watched a Sunday or Monday night football game, um, he's so you've met him, you've talked to him. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So
0: you build some of these names of pros that are going to help be your ambassadors. But here's my question to you. Um, You can talk to five different people, smart people, and get literally probably five different um, pieces of advice that may be in some ways contradictory. Um, Number one, how do you accept advice? Because do you feel threatened by it or defensive, or Do you accept it? And then how do you um, kind of weigh the advice to know which path to go on or is there a blend of those ideas or whatever? those two things. First of all, you know, yeah. at, the, at the pitch, yeah, it's, people it's, threw a lot of ideas at you. And some of them were a little critical, yeah. and you handled it with a smile, and yeah. you said that's a, you always, that, how do you handle questions, yeah. so, tough questions, and then dealing with advice and weighing the options?
1: Yeah, so your example is perfect. Out of five people, everyone's going to tell you something different or have their own perspective on it, um, you know, and not even related to business. I mean, we've, I have it, we've I had a puppy, and there's five different opinions. I have a baby, there's five different opinions. <laughs> so, I guess in general, not even related to business, true. Um, you know, really what you have to do is, in similar to the rejection um, <laughs> and failure scenario, um, you really just have to just, personally, you have to take you know, all the advice, be understanding of it, um, and really be able to pick out of that, um, you know, a, a piece of that or feedback that's going to help you improve. Um, you know, everyone's going to have a little bit of a different way, um, but if you're not taking value out of this advice, um, it's not going to it's not going to help you move forward. And that's. Well,
0: there's some like people that can be so negative. I think we've talked about those two, the W downer types. They say, you know what? I kind of need to maybe minimize, you know, being critical and uh, constructive criticism is good, but sometimes I just need to maybe kind of limit a little bit of that exposure to this idea. Have you had to do that at
1: all? Yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, you know, in, in the business that we have in the startup, you know, everything's highly positive and there's a lot of excitement. Um, there is also a lot of rejection, um, but you know, we kind of pass through that just because of the excitement and enthusiasm and the point we're at. Um, I would say that more of the negative and what you're referring to, um, I've seen more on, on my sales career and experience where certain people um, that aren't that su- doing that good or being that successful kind of go into that negative area. Um, oftentimes they try to <laughs> collect other people and bring them in <laughs> with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes you just have to separate yourself. I mean, it's not easy. Um, you know, right. especially if you have a friend or a relationship with them or their friend. Um, but you know, that could could lead to more of you know that negative atmosphere. And eventually, when you hit failure so many times, it's just going to go the, the opposite direction to spiral.
0: So, yeah. Okay. Any thoughts? Any questions? Oh, wow. Good. We'll go first.
1: I just wanted to know aside from like sports advisors or anything like that did you have um do you have like advisors for like like tech advisors like for the development of the app and Good or question. did you already have like previous knowledge of you know how to set that up? And stuff? Good question. Yeah, no, it's great. And uh, <laughs> one thing I didn't cover, I have no technical background. I cannot code an app, make an app. Um, that's honestly one of the hardest parts for me just because I have an idea of an app but I can't create it. Yeah. I, I, I tried, I know that it would just be a waste of time and the quality would not be that good. Um, so, and to compare this back to sports, you know, and you know, one person isn't gonna make your team win, you know, the NBA title, uh, mm. except for LeBron James, maybe. <laughs> yeah. uh, they but, still surround him with but key people. there is other people. So where I'm going with that is, um, you know, I, I started to build a team. Um, and technology, obviously, as we're creating a mobile application um, and our, we found a CTO. Actually, he's from the area's Which, name. What my, does
0: CTO stand for?
1: Um, Chief Technology Officer. So what he does is he oversees all the technology. He is involved with uh, you know, actually building uh, more of the advanced, uh, really the vision of our data and uh, advanced uh, parts of the application itself, um, ultimately underneath him. Um, We're going to use a mixture of internal uh, developers and then outsourced developers. Excellent. So, Good job. but yes, and and I really—that's really, I, that's really uh, you know, I guess as as my role, um, you know, come, you know, a vision, mission of, you know, where case is going to go, um, different uh, business experiences, and more on the management side, um, you know, part of my job. Really, I guess a third of my job is finding the talent to run the segments of the company um, that are the experts. Which is
0: extremely, time, can be time consuming, because you've got to get the right, not just the right skill set, yeah. but also the right personality type, yeah. meaning like, as who mentioned the risk taker? Was that you, uh, Danielle? Who mentioned being a risk taker in that culture? Um, Josiah? You had hey, a question? First of all, congratulations on the, the daughter. Thank you. And, uh, I was wondering, like, since once it gets, like, popular and people are, like, getting like I don't know
1: signed or scholarships or all these different things is there a way for you like catalyze more on that specifically like oh you mean from like a make a revenue standpoint free, yeah like get I don't know a premium version of it and you do more research or outreach to these, uh, like the, what are they called? recruiters yeah yeah so the that's uh yeah that's <laughs> that's the exciting part and uh actually recently I've been working on uh, putting some finishing touches on the financials and business model and revenue streams. So, um, you know, after we do get uh, a group of uh, athletes on there, we do see multiple options. Um, (laughs) Actually, there's actually over 30 revenue streams that we targeted. Uh, We're obviously not gonna focus on all those in the beginning Um, and there's gonna be more revenue streams that come to life as we have more users. Um, But yes, we're definitely going more towards the freemium model uh, whereas everyone will be free, if there's certain times in their career or life where you know, maybe they're getting recruiting, or maybe they're a coach and they need more information, there'll be freemium, our paid options to help them based on the data and the information we have. Um, and I know I didn't really touch on it, but so uh, basically, we're gonna have we're gonna have 85 sports when we launch, um, looking really to give everyone at any age and level the opportunity to be on the platform. Um, and really, just showcase you know what they do and what they like to do and what sport they play,
0: but schools like that are looking to get their athletes out there, they could pay a different type of um, pa- for a different type of package, correct
1: yeah, so when um, there will be an option, yes for schools, um, and we kind of classified into sports affiliates, which would be. Schools, uh, certain teams, organizations, companies, um, that would see more value and have different needs from, let's say, a normal, let's say, high school baseball player. Um, we have uh, a paid options for them.
0: So one of the things I wanted to highlight, and I'll get you. Um, so Hunter is also. I like to bring in different people who have different backgrounds, not just different companies. Obviously, they all have different companies. Hunter does have a day job. It's okay. We talk a little bit about that yes. because you need to pay the bills, right? I'm assuming you have a mortgage, maybe? Do you have a mortgage or you don't, I don't, you don't need to worry it. about a mortgage? But you have a nine month old. And um, and so you have a day job and you have to find that, but yet you're, as you can tell, he's a little tired. I don't know if it's because of the, the, the I just don't because of the eyes, I can tell. Uh, as a dad, I know what those eyes look like um, when you have to wake up and do the feedings and stuff. Um, but um, you have a day job that pays the bills. I'm sure you work very hard in that. And you have to find these ways to juggle the evenings, or weekends, or maybe even taking vacation days to, to do the pitch, and maybe you took a vacation day to do those kind of things, how do you juggle that, and then, and when do you know when, okay, now I'm ready to to move full-time into trophy games, which is your ultimate goal.
1: Yeah, yeah so I do, uh, I work full-time for Franklin Covey, it's a management consulting company, we have a variety of uh, training and development and performance improvement solutions that um, that i'm i'm what's called a client partner so more on the sales and uh, business development side Um, so i work with clients in the northeast uh, basically upstate new york out to boston and massachusetts so uh, you know that's something that um, and to (laughs) to answer your question i probably have worked about seven days a week and haven't really i've basically sacrificed some uh, Actually missed one of my college roommates weddings because we had an investor meeting in New York City. Um, so Danielle's you know, yeah,
0: upset by that, She just like her face completely <laughs> yeah. but you, there's yeah. sacrifice. But so I,
1: over the last nine months um, you know it's just something that where you know I have a 40 hour a week full-time job. Um, the good thing is is I do work from home, I make my own schedule for the consulting company, so it's more flexible um, than other options that are out there, but um, you know like Rick said you know I have to pay my mortgage, I have to pay my bills, and we're currently raising funding for Trophy Case. Um, the perfect time to exit my consulting company. Um, I will stay if it's possible to be, you know, part time or go into other consulting roles. Um, but at, when we secure funding, um, you know, we're looking to raise $2.5 million uh, as soon as possible. Many meetings in progress. Um, I will have to to get Trophy Case to the point to where it needs to be. I will then have to exit um, my consulting. company.
0: But what's nice in the way is that they're not completely different things. It's not like you're, you know, they're still in the business world that any of those relationships you're building are still probably useful in your presentations and all that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the the company that I'm with, and I'm not sure how much you guys know about Franklin Covey, um, you know, it started with one of great business book. I'd recommend everyone to read it, The Seven Habits to Highly Effective People, Um, very foundational and really basic principles that are timeless. but that's what got me to my success during my uh, my door-to-door job with uh, AT&T, and when I was approached with the opportunity to be a consultant at Franklin Covey, um, it was a very easy decision. Um, you know, they're very flexible um, as far as what I do, and these guys are the great the g- great thing is, is I work with all different companies, all different industries, so I'm constantly learning. Um, you know what's making them successful and helping them. So.
0: Excellent. So we'll go, Ben, Evan, and then Bethany. Um, one
1: of our previous
0: speakers said, um, said about having an end goal for your entrepreneurship. I was just wondering if you had one, either about of money you earned or years in an actual
1: business. Do you actually have one? Um, well, I had a goal a few years back and that was to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30. I am 30, so I have a few months left, (laughs) Uh, getting real close. I'll pass a bucket. Um, But, so yeah, any donation, (laughs) that's fine. But uh, yeah, so, and you know, I guess the exciting thing, and uh, even from my father-in-law, who is a very successful uh, entrepreneur, um, you know, I I want to be an entrepreneur for the rest of my life. Um, Trophy case, uh, you know, I can't really predict the future, if that's going to be the next year or two years or five years. Um, but a lot of my advisors of the company and partners of my company they're involved with many different businesses and they are more or less entrepreneurs for life um, with the different business entities they're in and that's you know the route that, that I plan on following investor yeah I mean I plan to get involved in other businesses and be an investor as well I mean I you know ultimately I'd love to you know Like myself, you know, startup isn't definitely not the easiest thing you can do. Um, There's a lot of failure, Um, but if there's a chance where you know at some point in my life that I can come back and help another company or another person or entrepreneur, that I'd love to do that. Awesome, Evan. So, are you planning on you know creating trophy case to a million dollar business and then selling it, or are you like going to stay in it for like the long haul? So,
0: what's the exit strategy? Exit strategy. Okay.
1: yeah, so I mean, the hardest part, um, you know, not to say it's the concept and everything, it's, it's been validated to an extent. So the next step is we're going to have to get it in the market for proof of concept. Uh, right now, we have about 10, 10 or so team members um, that are involved with it. So our goal is to get traction and drive it as quickly and as fast. What does and, traction mean? Um, traction, so basically, getting those users and athletes on board. Um, You know, our goal is to get it to 2 million users as quickly as possible um, and then continue to grow the company through our funding. Um, You know, we do have, we know that, um, you know, we don't see this technically being a, you know, a Facebook that has thousands of employees. Um, Is that an option? Yes, but we definitely see assistance to another round of funding or another company kind of taking us under their umbrella. Um, to help us get to that direction so um, you know really we look at it as we have about 18 to 24 months um, to grow this as quickly as possible to a level that that we can manage and then sell uh yeah or just keep going yeah so we and most likely we would probably sell at that 18 to 24 month period um but like i said i can't you know predict all everything that's going to happen so bethany um can you spell the last word because I can't tell if you're saying Cubby <coughs> or Cubby. Oh Covey, it's C-O-V-E-Y. Thank you, sorry. Yep. Yes, no Paul. I'm interested in um, what you'd say to, you're talking about being in the midst of trying to get investment into the company. What would you say to investors who are interested in um, the demand for a product like this other than, like you mentioned, your anecdotal experience of, like I wish I had something like this. Yeah. Um, what can you say about your market researching methods um, for the demand? <coughs> yeah, you? so Good we question, we have we have done uh, paid research by marketing and development companies um, in this in this area, um, and we've also done hundreds of personal interviews. Um, you know, as I mentioned, we have we have about ten different user types that are going to be on there from athletes, to teams, sports affiliates. Um, so we've spoken with all of those user types to get their feedback in multiple different, um, you know, ages and levels in sports, you know, from uh, professional, professional athletes to NBA scouts, uh, all of our different user types to gave their feedback. Um, so that's you know, part of our extensive research that we've done. Um, and then also on, on the tech side. So I guess that's, uh, you know, when we're speaking with investors, uh, some of the things that quickly come out are the technology and how are you going to make money as someone has asked um, that's usually a
0: very early question yeah
1: and it's uh, yeah how do Any, you mo-
0: the big expression is what monetize yeah. how do you monetize this
1: <clears throat> yeah because so. I mean uh, hope most of you have understood it but in about 30 seconds you kind of get the point it's going to be the LinkedIn and Instagram of for athletes Taking it out of that point, so then they're going to know who's running your technology. As you asked, Michael McCutcheon, he's had very um, successful technology exits. He's an expert in you know the coding and development. And then the next question relating to um, you know really where we're going to go as a vision. Um, the, t- the technology is going to happen, and if you guys have seen and followed the industry, you know everything is going from you know blockchain to artificial intelligence to virtual reality. Um, we plan to have as many, you know, capabilities and we see the future, you know, five years from now. Um, and we see how our base product right now can evolve into some of those areas, um, just as you know, being the digital player's card and scrapbook for athletes.
0: One of the things that you'll find is that, so, you know, when you're the leader of a company like this, you have to get people to buy into the idea early on, right? So just the fact that he's here right now. He was on TV and mu- multiple things that, and beyond his dad. And so he had to probably convince his wife, first of all. Yes, honey, you can go ahead and go for this. Um, then you got to convince people like McCutcheon and um, the, the advisors. So there's a lot of, you know, believing in it and then convincing people. Because if they give their time, even if they're not giving a dollar and they're giving their time, Jaworski's time, I don't even know how you could fathom what, that, what a minute of his time or an hour of his time is to be spending with you on this. So you just think about all these different layers um, to continue to push that, um, you know, to get beyond the inertia, you know, to get the momentum going. Um, update on the, uh, on the app, when you're launching it this month, are you still on time? Yeah, we're that? still
1: projected to launch by the end of the month. Uh, we're pushing to get it out before Thanksgiving. Um, there is no set date, but um, if, you, if you guys want to go into the website, trophycase.com, I brought a few cards and uh, marketing materials. If you uh, want more information, you can sign up on the website um, or follow us on social media. For and I can case. definitely
0: get you all that information as well. So I know Ben had a question. Let me get Danielle first and then we'll go back to Ben. No, is that right? okay. You're good? Okay. Danielle.
1: Um, I just, I don't know if
0: I missed it. How long have you been working on this project so
1: far? Yeah, so uh, we've been about uh, 12 months. Uh, I think about a month it is, real quick. November, mid-November. We're about about 15 months into it from our um, initial building our team. So, how
0: long ago did you develop the idea?
1: The idea itself, actually, in the first time I thought about it, um, we're looking at about three and a half years ago. So you couldn't you couldn't shake it.
0: Yeah. And then you find was that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of rejection. Want to tell him about Go ahead, you can tell. <laughs> so I, I try how many times have I tried to be a part of the VizLab? I think at least a few. At least three times. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean that's part of it too. You know, I you know, I think I came to Rick when I had no team. Um, you know, I had no product. Um, and you know, it's uh, you know I gave him a lot of hard questions.
0: Yeah. But I'm gonna tell you something. I really appreciate him because um, number one the Biz Lab, yes, and my boss is probably going to listen to this podcast, so I obviously need to make money for the Biz Lab. But we agree, my boss and I both completely agree. We don't want to have a company there that it's before they can benefit from it. You know, when that money, you know, there's an expression, cash is king. And so to be paying money to be part of the Biz Lab, because there is isn't expense, if I'm going to spend time promoting him and getting him in front of investors, and that, that takes a lot of time. And if, so hang on a sec. So I needed, so we said, I pushed him off and said, well, I'm not sure this is even a good idea. I love the idea now, by the way. I absolutely do love the idea. We don't want anybody in the Biz Lab that we can't personally just be completely enthusiastic about. But I pushed him back, and then he kept coming back like Rocky and like Rocky 3, you know, it's like clever <laughs> language. So, and then when he finally, that last time he came, it was like, yes, this is ready. I brought it before my boss, and he's like, let's do it, let's go for it. So that shows the determination. If he had said no, in the first, if, he, if one no was enough, and that says a lot about him as an entrepreneur too. Like, oh, uh, the first no, but he just told you about AT&T. All the no's has gotten him, you know, um, determination. Yeah, I
1: mean, and at the end of the day too. I mean, if someone does give you rejection, it's not. Like, oh, thank you. No, I. I you know, Just ask. Try to learn. You know why? You know, ask him why. You know, give me yeah. some feedback.
0: He started you know. showing up at things, and hey, and he brought your wife one time. <laughs> then it gets personal. I'm like, all oh, right, his wife is really sweet, and I'm like, okay. So anyway, so I totally. Totally believe in the company, Bethany. And then we got to wrap it up. But go ahead. You I had a quick. What? He almost missed the Beatles. The guy that was supposed to sign the Beatles said that the four-man band doesn't make anything. And then now look at him. There's a book of yeah. rejections, yeah. and like yeah. this guy turned, turned, turned the Beatles away. The other guy
1: got rejected a few times too. Was Michael Jordan? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How about exactly. the guy who cut him from the, the basketball The guy who cut team. Michael Jordan, <laughs> John Grisham.
0: You to heard of John Grisham? His first couple of books, he could not get a publisher. He had to self publish his first couple of books. So let's give it up for Hunter Moffitt.